Returned. What is going on? It is your boy Preston Fat Samurai Guy back with a plethora of badass and one smart ass special guests <laughs> here in the panel. Yes, it's good to be back. Uh, it has been a year, believe it or not, since the last versus episode. But how we long my back. beard has got. Yes, <laughs> mine too. I have yeah. I've gotten grayer. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, we are back, baby, and we have two titans of action films to talk over and have a friendly, fun debate. But before we get started, baby, let's 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 see who we got up in the heezy. We got Eric, the Asian movie enthusiast. Welcome back, brother. Good evening. Nice to be here. Yeah. And here he is, stuntman, martial artist, filmmaker, director, Alex Chong. Welcome back. What's up, everyone? He is a bad man. That's right. And oh, the action elite. That's right. The president himself. Owen, welcome back. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm loving that JCVD cap you got rocking there, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is like my my uniform. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. And the first time on Versus, at least, uh, we had a fun time uh, reviewing some films back in the day. The Fanatical One. What's hey, going on, Johnny? Hey, Welcome dude, back. Happy to be here. Yeah. Loving the background. Loving the background. That's right. There we go. Uh, the 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 uh, card on the back on the right there, is that a spoiler? <laughs> no. Hmm. That's the box. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later and uh first time on versus he's a regular here on the channel a director billy hansen good to have you back brother what's happening yeah man welcome welcome that's right uh make sure you guys check out his psychological horror thriller bone cold make sure you guys check that out released by the almighty well go usa so if you guys have not seen it oh. check it out it's some good stuff and here he is the man, the man of the hour, the man with the power, Kung Fu Santa, Rick Myers. Welcome back, brother. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Yes, yes. And I know, you, I know, some people are in, in the chat are asking, uh, why these two films? <laughs> well, well, the reason Samurai Guy picked these two is, I believe that these two films pushed their franchises forward with world building stunts. They both had innovative martial arts and action set pieces, and we like to have fun here. And we always like to, once in a while, we'll we'll pick something recent that's really made an impact in a way, for better or for worse. <laughs> it depends on who, you, who what, if you like the movie or not. And we like to go have it go up against something classic. Like, I believe one of our verses we've done in the past was we did Yip Man versus The Prodigal Son. I believe we did that. So we like to have fun here on the channel. And these, uh, I believe these are two great picks. But let's see who's in the, who, we got to say hello to the chat. There we go. Imran saying, oh, shit. This is a good matchup. Thank you, Imran. There we go. Cheekster saying hi. Michael is excited. There he is. A shout out to Anubis, who will show up a little bit later. That's right. Special guest vid vote. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, and shout out to uh, the ones that couldn't make it tonight. Uh, Eric, 100% action. 
Everyone is excited. There he is, Stuntman Marshall Artist. Javon Wallace in the house, throwing it up. Psych Long, Jet Tiger. Yeah, he's excited. This versus is back, baby. Yeah, Severio saying, what's going on, Owen? Hey, there Severio. Multi-gun man representing Canada. How you doing over there, brother? All right, and Justin's been looking forward uh, to this one. So, yeah, let's go ahead and kick it off. And reminding everybody in chat, uh, this will be spoilers. <laughs> it's insane that it's over 10 years. The Ray 2 is that old now. It's ridiculous. This is getting ridiculous now, Rick. Like, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. <laughs> the, the beards are growing. Uh, but yeah, if you guys enjoy this type of content, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on all the good stuff. We're almost at 30,000 subs. Help get us there, baby. All right, I'm going to kick it off with the plot synopsis for those who, are, who have not seen the raid, too. Here we go. Only a short time after the first raid, Rama goes undercover with the thugs of Jakarta and plans to bring down the syndicate and uncover the corruption within his police force, directed by the one and only Gareth Evans. Uh, make sure you guys check out my interview with Jude Poyer recently. It's an epic interview, and he talks about uh, his wonderful time working with Gareth. But this, I mean, you know who this, who's in this. Iko Uwe's Yayan Ruhan, uh, Oka, Oka Antara's in this, Julia Stell. I mean, uh, we have Kazuki Kitamura in here. Zach Lee, white boy Bobby. That's right, from the night comes for us. Uh, just uh, so much talent. And I'm going to briefly talk about my experience seeing this in the theater. Uh, blew me away. Uh, I remember after watching the kitchen fight, the audience was quiet, and then they like they were quiet during the during the kitchen fight. And when it was done, me as well as the rest of the audience, you can all you can hear all of us go, <sighs> all like gasped, and we all we had to take a breath because we were like, "Holy shit, what an amazing fight sequence!" And we were expecting it to keep going. It was almost like they live a violent version of they live fight with Buddy Piper. <laughs> like, okay, it's over now. No, it's gonna keep going. Uh, except we weren't laughing uh, in the raid too with that fight, uh, having fun with that. But uh, it was just a phenomenal experience. Uh, it scratched the itch. It gave me the gore and violence that I crave. You know, I want to see the hook go in the skin and rip it. Let's go. Uh, the cartoon sequence was amazing. And the, the only, there's really no negatives. The only nitpick I have is the very first time I watched it, it took a while for me to soak in the entire story. Mm -hmm. A few moments here and there, I was confused. But then when I watched it again on Blu-ray, uh, I understood the story a lot more. And uh, I love the movie even more so. And I think we, I think we gave the movie an A plus uh, or five stars back in the day when we were doing numbers. But yeah, I love this movie. I love this movie. This is controversial. I love this movie just as much as the first raid. Uh, I think they are equal. But if you put a gun to my head and I had to choose, I'd pick the raid, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them both equally. And Gareth himself said, you know, I don't want to, why would I make the same movie again? You know what I mean? Why would I do this all over again, right? What's next? Eco Uwes is going to be at the airport. <laughs> and it's gonna be like an hour two. There's gonna be terrorists showing up. I mean, he wanted to do something different. In this film, what I love about it is that it is different, and it still gives you the action you crave, and it has a little bit of that, a little bit of Godfather vibes. It's a, it's a straight up gangster flick, if you want to look at it that way. So I love the Ray Two, Electric Boogaloo, and that's it. All right, we will go to Eric. Eric, thoughts on the Ray Two? What'd you like and what you didn't like about it? Hmm. Well, I guess I'll start by saying 
my mindset going into the film. You know, so I, I first rumors about this film were that it was going to be like the raid two, but in a prison or something like that. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But thankfully, they like expanded the story and made it made it bigger. But the other questions I had is the cast list. When I was looking at the cast list going into this film, I was like, this is going to this can't be the raid one 2.0 because you got actors here from Japan who are known as fairly dramatic actors. I mean. Kitamura has been in some action flicks, obviously, and some of these other guys, too. But, you know, when you're thinking about uh, Ryuhei Matsuda and stuff like that, I'm thinking other types of films. And then the big question for me was Julia Stell, because at this point, I'd only seen her in horror movies. So I was really quite, I'm like, wow, really? Julia Stell in The Raid, too? And I was obviously, like, very <laughs> pleasantly surprised. And I actually uh, became an even bigger fan of hers after seeing her in this. So that was like my mindset going in. And after coming out of the theater, I saw this in New York City on opening night because I happened to be in the area working. And when I walked out of the theater, guys were pairing off and going through the moves from the movie, trying to redo the moves. Oh, no, he he grabbed him like this and he did this. So I'll, I'll always remember that experience. But in terms of the film itself, I mean, there's just so much to talk about. Just a few quick things. They end the film with the best action scene, in my opinion, which is always nice when you get that crescendo, you know? Yes. And also, I really like the side characters in this movie, like all the supporting cast and characters in this. I always like, uh, with movies like this, I describe them as almost like pieces on a chessboard, and you're wondering how it's going to play out, like who's going to fight who, who's going to take out who, and that always makes it really interesting. And then the final observation I think I would make in terms of positives is that there's a lot of little details in this movie. And one is related to this uh, Bejo character, who's almost like the little finger of the story, not to do a Game of Thrones reference on you. But <laughs> the director, if you pay attention, whenever his influence is felt, things get colder. Like at the beginning of the movie, like when he kills the brother, the brother's like shaking, even though he's outside and like, you know, hotter weather. You know, when Ucho gets the phone call at the, the club, you, you can see his breath. You know, when the the big scene with uh, Mad Dog 2.0, you could call him, it's <laughs> snowing outside, you know? So it's all, all these little details. You know, I really like that. You know, the hammer girl drinking, or baseball bat boy drinking milk at the bar and stuff like that. So, so I really liked how they, they really went into the details and just put a lot of effort into the non-action stuff. Now, in terms of flaws or criticisms, First time I saw the movie, I thought it was maybe a little too long in terms of runtime. Um, like, for example, the one scene at the, uh, you know, uh, at the bar where, where Ucho just kind of loses his mind and starts yelling at the girls and stuff. I was like, God, could they have cut that out? But when I look at it, it's character development there. Mm-hmm. So I can't really complain about much in this movie. So, yeah, yeah I, uh, I love this flick. Nice, nice. Uh, Eric, Kitamura, wasn't he in Oka? Weren't they in Killers? The Killers? Yeah. You guys have got to see The Killers. The Killers is ridiculously underrated. You got to see that, man. That was good. Have you seen The Killers of Fanatical Dragon? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was great, man. Alex, you seen The Killers? I have not. Oh, it's it's right. It's a little bit of that horror, man. It's horror. Yeah, yeah man. Horror it's crime. Like horror, like psychological horror. Yeah, yeah man. Low budget, really inventive. Like, yeah. All right. Awesome. Alex, you are next, my friend. All right. Well, um, it's going to be hard not to repeat a lot of what Eric said, um, because I could just hear his words coming. I mean, my words coming out of his mouth. Uh, but I, I too, love the original. 
Uh, I thought it was great and uh, was really looking forward to the second one. I was happy to see that they were not only expanding the story, but also kind of switching genres. You know, you have the the raid is kind of a, is it like a reverse siege movie? I don't know if, if there's an actual term for it. I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, this being a kind of a crime saga and uh, it, it really worked. You know, I, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a, a film kind of combining these two uh, genres where you have the you know, you have a crime film like Heat, which has one excellent action scene, but it's mostly crime drama sort yeah. of thing. And then you have uh, martial arts extravaganza. Uh, with some gunplay and, and car chases, like like in the raid two, mixed in with that, at like a high quantity and quality, which I never see. Usually, it's just an action movie with a thin plot, and that's it. So it was cool to see like a, a movie. I think not since like SPL have I seen something mm, that was yeah. as solid of a of a movie as as an action movie. I will say though, at the risk of sounding like I don't know if this is the martial arts cinema equivalent of being a snob. But because um, I am going to approach this from like a martial arts uh, and yeah. slash action filmmaking background, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I thought it was a great action film, especially for uh, this day and age. Uh, you know, like you said, really pushed the genre forward. But it it absolutely gets crushed by like something like Dragons Forever. Um, but that's just <laughs> in terms of like the precision of not the choreography, the execution, the the editing, cinematography, everything. You know. Well, that's why it's called the golden age. Yeah, you know, classic but stuff. You know, to be we fair, love, we love that stuff. Yeah, to be fair, it is a different style, right? You yeah. have you right. have Indonesian silat integrated, and that is captured cinematically very differently, and it's going to look very different. It's kind of like when Ongbak came out. So, right. Uh, right. you know, for what it is, it's it is excellent. Um, yeah, the action scene. I have, oh yeah, I have no nothing bad to say about it. And if I do, it's so minor that I won't remember it. So not even worth mentioning. Uh, I think all the action worked really great. I think all the action helped tell the story. Um, mm -hmm. And the end fight is actually not just the end fight. I love kind of like how it's, it's kind of crescendos, you know, uh, uh, samurai, you know me. I love a good meaty finale. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like multiple. Big and fights. meaty. Yeah. <laughs> I like it to ramp up. Like uh, I think yeah. one one moment in the theater where I, I was I, I I made a lot of noise was when um, Eco just took out a bunch of the thugs in the warehouse and then he moves into the hallway to fight uh, both Hammer Girl and Baseball Bat Man or Boy and uh, I was like oh he's gonna fight them both at the same time you know because you know you look at that montage you know like these are individually like lethal opponents and I'm yeah. like oh this is a t oh my god this is and that's not even the end fight. And yeah. then the end fight, you know, it's a good, I love a good one-on-one -on -one unarmed. I mean, for the most part, it was unarmed until, you know, he yeah. started pulling those uh, those blades out. But, you know, it's, uh, I don't see that as often these days. And I will reference this in the, the next movie we uh, talk about. Okay. Um, John McFour, it's not like that's a spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that that definitely kind of sealed the deal for me. And it, and it didn't... Uh, the ending didn't overstay its welcome. It kind of ended on a high note and right. kind of kept you wanting more, but all at the same time, because it's a long movie, you're kind of, you're very satisfied. Uh, no, amazing, amazing action film, deserving of all the praise in my opinion. And oh, yeah, yeah, I loved it as well. Yeah. That, that end fight. I, I love Chip Chep's reaction here, but like <laughs> when he starts to hit yeah. Eco and Eco like responds and blocks it and he's like, Oh, 
we're gonna have some fun. Well, yeah, you know, all right, this is gonna be great. Can I add to that? Like, that's part of why it's so great. Not only is the fight itself great, but it's those moments in between choreography, very much yeah. like Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris in uh, Way of the Dragon, or Jackie yeah. Chan and Benny the Jet in Wheels on Meals. It's it's the in between. It's the storytelling and the performance. Like, there's so much character, especially that villain who doesn't say a single word, but there's so much personality. Yeah, well said, well said. All right, Johnny. Here's Johnny. The floor is yours. <laughs> Saw the first one, loved the first one, and controversially loved the second one even more. Oh. I think for me, it's look at that. A, a, fully a masterpiece. I mean, I think the first one, all the tension was in the environment because of the fact that they were in such a constrained space. And the first one's amazing, absolutely amazing. But the second one, I think on every single level they've kind of upped their game so much and the fact that the world's been expanded out so we see so many different locations i thought there was a lot more variety to the the action that we see um certain sections in it the plotting and the pacing is just so so good so it never overwhelms you with action which that is a bit of foreshadowing for where we'll get to eventually i think all action without any stakes or without kind of the story backing it up and it can start becoming a little bit tiresome and the balance between the drama and the action that you get in the second grade movie, I think is about perfect for me and the expanded cast. I think you saw glimpses of the kind of interesting alternate characters in the first grade movie, but really he had the time and the space. I mean, everything they do with Johan's character in the second one, even though he only has what maybe eight minutes of screen mm -hmm. time throughout the whole movie, he's got this whole arc with his kids that he's basically kind of doing everything for. And there's kind of tragedies there. So when you kind of see him, dying in the snow you kind of feel it you you feel sympathy for a character that you've barely spent any time with which is no small achievement you know and i think that's just one character amongst many even all the little supporting actors the creepy little dude that runs that strange porn factory is so good <laughs> he's so despicably awful when you meet him and again he's got like two minutes of screen time and straight away you kind of get his whole deal i think the level of inventiveness that they did in that movie for so little money. I mean, what the budget was, what, 4.5 million, I think? It's so insane. 4.5% of the other movie that we're going to talk about. But I think they packed so much into it. I mean, I love the car chase in it. Car chases are hard to do. And I, I just watched it again, building up to this, and still found the adrenaline kicking in and kind of found that I felt kind of each time I watch it, I get successively kind of more excited through certain bits it never really kind of gets to a point of feeling apathy or kind of just basically setting into a point where you're not enjoying it as much as you did the first time i think as gareth evans is really his masterpiece so far i hope havoc does even 50 percent of the strength of the raid 2 and i'll be a happy man but yeah for me absolutely flawless flawless movie i love how you said 50 percent because that's all we need yeah. We'll still be satisfied. I'll still be happy, man. I think he kind of gets fifty percent of the way there because he doesn't have the same right. level of kind of of precision of a cast. You know, it's not an action. Right. It's not a martial arts movie. It's a different sort of film. But I think I put it up there with Infernal Affairs for a great undercover cop movie. Yeah, it's yeah, a different hopefully. sort of movie, but I yeah. get the same sort of enjoyment out of. You could take out most of the martial arts in the raid too, and I'd still love everything that was going on with the story there's a sort of shakespearean tragedy of of the sun basically kind of being really just co-opted into going against his father and ultimately kind of killing his dad at the behest of of somebody who's just manipulating him like a puppet master right that we threw him and he kind of realizes what's happened he's distraught you know there's a right. there's a tragic element to that movie that that's 
works on so many different levels. I think we'll still be talking about it in 10 years' time. Oh, yeah. Now. That's right. We'll yeah. do another versus. We'll do another one just for fun. Come back 30, 24. <laughs> no, 20, 34. There you go. There you go. Billy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to just pretty much echo what a lot of people have said already, but like the when I first watched it, um, it was at home. I had heard about it from a bunch of friends. Um, I had seen like bits of the first one. And so I bought them both at the same time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to like these. So Perfect. I bought them both and I watched them both back to back. And uh, I just was, I, I had a day of people just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> I just had an absolute <laughs> blast. Um, but I remember, I mean, I feel like just about every fight in both of these movies are so iconic. And I, you know, I, I sort of gauge with myself how much I really appreciate a movie by how much I remember what happens, you know, like remember in detail what happens. And when I went to go watch the raid two again for this, uh, every fight scene started and I was like, Oh, right. Yeah. This is when the bat gets stuck into its face <laughs> or like this is when he rips her throat out with the hammer. Oh yeah. I remember every moment of the kitchen fight. Like, so I, I just, you know, it's this long, exhausting, really brutal, really dark, really tragic story. But I remembered so much of it that I was like, all right, yeah, this is this is an awesome movie, like expertly crafted. Um, and I just remember my heart pounding the whole time, like beginning to end. And, um, you know, with with the first raid, it was it was so um, claustrophobic and uh you know, not repetitive, but it was, it was so contained, you know, obviously intentionally. So it was almost a relief to, to see that the second movie was just bigger, expanded epic, uh, this like sweeping drama. Um, yeah, this, this prison fight, like it's almost like a horror movie because watching it the whole time, you're just kind of like, Oh, ah, like really physically reacting to it, just broken bones and stabbings and, um, you know, they don't hold anything back. And I think that's one of the things that's great about both of them is they're so incredibly brutal and they've just got a camera right there and you're going to watch someone stab someone like several times. It's going to be really gross, really violent. You're going to see his face the whole time. Um, yeah, just really affecting. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I think I've seen that kitchen fight scene I just put it on every once in a while. <laughs> if I need a jolt of adrenaline or something, like there's something incredible. You, you, about you had this face when you you watched you watching the fight. You're like, yeah, well, we're watching this fight again. Let's go. The first time I saw it, I remember thinking like a white kitchen, and this is going to be a bloody. This is like the big fight of the movie. <laughs> I, I feel like I did that to the to my TV. Like, okay, let's do it. Uh, and then it delivered. It delivered. Like. Um, so yeah, it's just impressive, uh, impressive top to bottom. I, I had to like try and search for criticisms because, you know, it's like everyone has been saying, like, I feel like any criticism, it's so minor and minute, like it doesn't matter. Um, I think my screenwriter, if I were to access the screenwriter part of my brain, it'd be like, yeah, you can cut out some of the characters. You can cut out some of the side stuff do you really need the big fight with mad dog 2.0? But I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I want that. <laughs> I wanted that so much. Um, that's what I loved about the sequel too, is that they brought him back as a different character. He was so iconic in the first one. Like you can't have the raid without him, you know? So like, I appreciated that they did that. Um, 
So yeah, man, my nice. it's not a criticism, but I will say I was exhausted at the end of the raid too. Yeah. Like you said in the theater, everyone like gasped, and I remember like I need to take a minute and stare at a wall for like twenty <laughs> minutes. Like, like that was a lot. Um, yeah. But I mean, it says a lot about a movie if they can have that. They, if a movie can take a physical toll on you. Yeah, no, well said. Uh, Alex, I know at some point, whenever, you know, you're crazy, busy schedule, but I know we wanted to review, uh, we wanted to do something with Jet Li's Unleashed. That just came in my head. We should do a list of uh, best bathroom fights in movies. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do a best bathroom fights oh, in movies man. list video. Let's do it. I'm so down. And you know, Ray 2 is going to go there. All right, Mr. Action Elite, Owen, thoughts? Well, actually, following on from what Billy was saying, I, I love how the this movie has this sort of, there's a sense of tension and threat to the violence in it, whereas, whereas we'll wait into John Wick, where, you know, it can be maybe seen as a, a bit video gamey, uh, where it's just, you know, wave and wave and wave after bad guys. But this one, every punch stab kick you know you're it's scary and you feel that there's a genuine sense of threat behind all of it I, and where the first movie had like the contained action i think the the tension here is is he going to get caught is it going to get found out and there's just that extra it's a different sense of tension and threat this time um i agree with everybody there's, there's very little i would have to, to criticize about this i mean it had been a few years since i last watched it and I just watched it the other day and I was like, wow, I forgot how good a movie this was. And also, like the John Wick movies really wouldn't exist without the Raid movies in terms of like the the, the style and the violence and everything. So um, we, we know who the, the daddy is here. But uh, yeah, I think this is a, a great movie. One of the all-time great action movies with the first one. I like them both. Uh, like Johnny, I really love them both and maybe almost like this one more. Uh, I love the expansion of the characters and just uh, the fight scenes. And although there's stuff you could maybe cut out, there isn't anything I would want to. Like, I, I love pretty much every minute of this movie. And uh, I love also, like, the, the camera work and the build-up before a fight scene. Just, like, before the bathroom fight, the camera just goes into the lock vibrating. And then yeah. you're just, like, feeling attention building and building. And then the door just, like, explodes open. You're like, oh, shit. And then it all goes so crazy. So, um so yeah, I give that one as a, a great action movie. All right, copy that. All right, now, Rick, thoughts on yes. the raid? Raid two. Raid two. Yeah. Yes, I saw this movie in the best possible circumstances. We had an advanced screening at the Museum of the Moving Image with both Eco and Gareth in attendance, mm. and also discussed it afterwards. I also, hey, Lady Fatma. Um, I also uh, was able to present both of them my book and my documentary and uh, get pictures with them and talk to them afterwards. And I, I was right, I was right in the, in the, right there in front of the screen, perfect place in the movie theater. And as I'm watching it, my smile is getting wider and wider because I, I, after however many decades of watching movies, I no longer, I watch them as movies. I wa I'm able to see the equipment behind them, see what's going on. And I realized what I felt Gareth was doing. And Gareth did back this up when we discussed this later, which was the reason that number two is, I think, 
a quarter to a third longer than number one, is that he realized, and that's also the reason why Gareth is this great director. Yes, several of you said there was stuff that you could cut out. And I'm saying to you, no, you mm-hmm. couldn't. Because every single thing in here, all the uh, extra, people at the screening afterwards were complaining about, why was it so long? And I'm saying it had to be so long to be that effective. Because if you watch, you can see Gareth attach all the action directly to character. Everything in there was for a reason to make it more substantial. That's why I believe you felt so exhausted afterwards. I wasn't exhausted afterwards. I was exhilarated because this guy knows exactly what he's doing. I was watching the Ong Bak movies and I was watching uh, the Thai movies and the uh, Silat movies. And I was saying, how can they go further? They can't go further. I mean, you were saying, Fat, that, you know, these, these movies, you know, broadened their film series. And I disagree. Mm-hmm. I felt that this pretty much ended it. Uh-huh. Because because no one other than Gareth could do what Gareth did. And in fact, all the subsequent uh, uh, martial, art, martial arts movies of this kind weren't effective because they were already went as far as they could go physically gotcha. and thanks to Gareth, mentally. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to say about Alex's point, Dragons Forever did not diminish this because Dragons Forever was like the Shaw Brothers movies and like John Wick in that all those movies take place in an, an enhanced reality. They're in their own individual reality. This movie is one of the closest things we've ever got to a complete, completely realistic film in that, as you said, when they were fighting, you're, oh, ooh, ah, ah, ooh. I didn't do any of that during John Wick 4. You know, because it's not real. It's, it's well, John Wick 4 is a musical. It's a fantasy. This is mm-hmm. reality. Even though most, it, it just, it walks that tightrope between reality and impossibility so beautifully. But it's totally acceptable as real in its world. That's all I want from a movie. That I can believe in it while I'm watching it. And I believed in this completely. I felt the pain. I felt Again, what I want out of really great actors, and I mean, it's not actors, I mean, heroes. I want to see passion, compassion, effort, and emotion. Because most action films, as you know, don't have those. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, you know, the guns are as light as air. Mowing down thousands of people is not a problem. No emotional content in there. Here, I was involved every... my. Mind candy and eye candy. But also, he all, Gareth had the best proponents of that style imaginable. Yes, Dragons Forever had the best guys in that Kung Fu style with, enhanced, with an enhanced alternate reality kind of approach. But that's what you need to make these movies work. Because if you get somebody like the wonderful Keanu, who's not really good at Kung Fu, um, he's he's great at filmmaking. He's great at acting, but these guys they deliver the way people. You need for great musicals. You need Fred Astaire. You need Gene Kelly. For great kung fu, you need Jackie Chan. You need Sammo Hung. 
for great silat, you need Eco. For great Thai boxing, you need Tony. And if you don't have them, it'll diminish the movie. And if you look at the new at subsequent Thai boxing movies and subsequent Silat movies, you can see, don't even compare. Those are over. So in any case, this was just wonderfully substantial. I felt much I felt much better than you did Owen, after the McDonald's. This was not McDonald's. <laughs> this was this I'm was still feeling good so far. All well, right. that's good. Right. Give it an strong. hour. Give it an hour. Hey, if you need, yeah. brother, if you need to get up and go, just yeah. yeah if I go and disappear, you know good. why? Yeah. Fine. Give, it, give it ten years, but be that as it may, this this movie, like you said, you you watched it ten years ago, you watched it last week or earlier today. It still is this wonderful, substantial feeding. Feeds your brain, feed, feeds your eyes, feeds feeds everything. So yeah, this is this is truly one of the great. This is one of the greatest martial art movies ever made. This is not Kung Fu. This is martial arts because it's all aggressive. There's very little mental acuity involved, just training. But also Gareth comes to it like a filmmaking artist in that we have the things that I really look for in a great fight, which, is, which are those pauses, which are those moments between punches and kicks and the rest of it. It's the moments of character and energy. And every single shot is used to enhance everything else. You can take this movie apart and put it back together like a jigsaw puzzle or or any, yeah, like a jigsaw puzzle is the best example. It'll hold together. You leave one part out, it starts to be not as effective. So yeah. All right, all right, copy that. Hot take, hot take. Because this is versus, baby. All right, I can't wait to hear what you guys think about. I have heard about heard about this. I have heard uh, from a lot of people, believe it or not, that obviously John Wick get some of the fight choreography gets criticized, right? John Wick four. Well, I've heard a lot of people, a lot of people say the fight scenes in the raid movies are too overly stylized and too overly choreographed, and they're not realistic. What do you guys have to say about that? Ha! <laughs> it's Sila. Yeah. And it's a movie. <laughs> and basically, if you wanted to see, if you want to see a real fight, UFC. There or, you, you know, any martial art competition or any tournament. This is a this is a work of art. It is not a fight. Okay. Yeah, real fights. fights. Yeah, real fights mostly involve falling down on the ground and rolling around with each other. Like I've been in, I think, like nine fights in my life, and like they're not glamorous and they're not cool. You're like falling around, you're like, eh! and that's mostly what real fights <laughs> are, or, like street fighting. And then yeah. you'll try and kick and try and sort of get away from it. Um, but you know, th these are movie fights. So they're, they're supposed to, you know, look like a, a a dance or whatever. You know, where it's you know it's make believe, but it's still realistic enough for me. I mean. Real fights, you know, are just not as glamorous looking. <laughs> ask ask those same people who criticize it to see whether they can just slowly copy the moves and see how long they last. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the director yeah. took. He said he took three months for him to choreograph and video mm -hmm. storyboard the kitchen fight alone. There you go. Alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you when you see how elaborate those fights are, and you know there are stories told. 
within each of those fights like yes. decisions that they're making this guy gets the upper hand this guy gets the upper hand you see you know in the kitchen fight when the knives come out you see eco's he's like i'm gonna get one of those knives and then he tries and he fails once and they keep mm-hmm. fighting then finally he gets it and it's like oh awesome escalated to the next thing so like storytelling within fight choreography and on top right. of that every hit looks i mean brutal like it hurts he there's there's one moment in the fight i was watching the fight earlier today and there's one moment it's just so quick he does this double punch to the chest and i, I was like god that looks like it fucking hurt <laughs> and it's just one fight one yeah. one move in the middle of a thousand moves in a row uh but yeah so i don't know yeah, it's realistic just... like yeah if you're arguing about like it doesn't look like a real fight no it doesn't it looks Thank like a God. Really violent yeah, never get into a real fight like that one you wouldn't last you wouldn't yeah. last a <laughs> two second. seconds two seconds yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead, i've man. never been in a fight it's a lot of johnny clothes around go, yeah that's, go, ahead, that's jo- a... go ahead johnny <laughs> He, he also seems to kind of involve his camera almost like it's an extra participant in the fight. Yeah. And yeah. he breaks all these rules that you're supposedly never meant to do. Like he somehow makes shaky camera work in a way that's not distracting. It's not, doesn't become Jason Bourne. It still manages to let you see what's going on, but yeah. it's so frenetic and so involved that it kind of wraps you up as if you were kind of basically watching this kicking off in a room in front of you and the panic that would ensue being that kind of close to the action. But yeah, absolutely amazing. And I think yeah. it's never going to be a real life scenario. As, as the director of Azumi said, you know, I'm a martial artist and the camera is my weapon. Ah, and that was that was the case here as well. <laughs> and also another thing I would uh, ask you to do or suggest that you do is that whenever a character does get the upper hand, they don't get it for no reason. In other words, they don't get it because the script said so. Mm-hmm. All yeah. that that extra hour of character building, all the clues are in there. All the hooks are there. But when somebody when somebody gets the upper hand, it's because they did something that you recognize as them. And it's the same thing with all the other characters. Their characters are established, and they do not go outside, and they do not fight. Another one of my big uh, pro- problems with other action movies. They don't all fight the same. They all fight as their characters would fight. Mm-hmm. And that also adds to the emotional emotional content. Emotional content. <laughs> so, yes. uh, uh, but yeah, no, well said, everyone. But I had to bring that up. Spark a little controversy. Con- Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. I just want to, say, I want want to hear you guys' opinion. Can I throw one more thing in there? The, oh, that one, one thing I noticed in this one, like just talking about the brutality of it, is the makeup effects mm. are tracked through those fights so incredibly well. People take punches to the face, they're going to be bleeding. They're going to be bruised and bloodied. Mm-hmm. And like that's something in this movie and the first one too, but more so this one, like that I, I noticed and I called out. It's like, oh man, the makeup effects are tracked so well through these that it does make it feel a little more realistic to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, copy that. All right. Oh, it sucks. It's garbage. It doesn't have to be realistic. Chuck Norris's, Chuck, Chuck Norris's sidekicks is better. All right. It doesn't have to be realistic. It just needs it needs to be believable. And it is. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it was when I interviewed Jude and we were talking about the prodigal son, he said he loves Samuel Hung's action directing style because there's no you watch the fights and, and uh, the prodigal son are so good, they're great. But he said you would never probably see a fight like that, a kung fu fight like that in real life. <laughs> but he's like, this is you got to suspend your disbelief a little bit. It's a movie, but if you still look at Samuel Hung's style, there's still intent on screen to harm your opponent. 
You know what I mean? So, but also like, remember where Samuel came from. This right. is speaking opera, right? But in terms of it, how it looks on screen, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a dance. Uh, but uh, yeah, all right. Well said, everyone, for the Ray 2 Electric Boogaloo. Let us go to John Wick Chapter 4. Quick plot synopsis. John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table. But before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. Directed by the extremely talented Chad Stalski. And you know who's in here. We got Titans in here. We got the fish. Fishburn in here. Uh, we got uh, Clancy Brown, Ian McShane, Bill Skarsgård, Marcus Zora, Donnie Ann, Sonata, and many other, many other legends are in here as well. All right, so this is my personal journey, uh, really quick. Uh, here we go. Jude Poyer said it was best we make fight scenes to feel real. There we go. Well said, Javon. Thank you, uh, Javon, for for watching my epic interview with Jude. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this is my only my own personal journey with uh, with John Wick. I love these movies. Uh, you know, I, I can nitpick each one of them. I love all of them. When we got to three, as much as I love three, we can admit, I guess, <clears throat> I think we can admit that three out of all of them has the most martial arts fighting in it. Uh, if you if you compare it, he had the fight with the guys from the raid. He had the fight with Mark Cassius. I'm talking about one-on-one in terms of combat. It had the most martial arts fighting out of the others. Okay. Uh, but I, and I really loved, uh, raid three. I, I really enjoyed it. I gave it a high rating. I had issues with some things, but right when he got pushed off the building and he landed on the goddamn fire hydrant, I was like, what the fuck? Fire <laughs> like, wait. And then the, and then the cement, right. Yeah. 10 stories got, down. Then he got, yes. And he just got dragged off. Like when he got shot, I was like, oh, he's wearing a bulletproof suit. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. But when he <laughs> fell, and, and hit the fire hydrant and the cement or whatever he landed on. I was like, oh, he's dead. That's it. That's the end. That's the end of Wake. It's over. And I was like, oh, wait, he's not dead. He's fine. You see him the next scene after that. He meets up with fish. He's, he's bruised a little bit, but he's fine. He's not paralyzed, at least. Like, what is happening? I started, my my love for the Wick fr- franchise was dipping. I was like, oh, what? No. Like, what, what the hell did we do here? If you watch three again, he gets thrown through so many shades of glass. I mean, were they trying to rival police story? I don't know, but he got thrown through so many glasses, glass, you know, setups. And I, you know, that's I'm like, all right, I'm rolling with it. It's still fun. It's awesome. I'm rolling with it. But when he got thrown off the building, he lived. I was like, okay, that I have an issue with that. That really kind of tainted that for me. When four came around, I was like, okay. All right, fuck it. They're embracing the absurdity. They're they're fuck it. Like Rick, I think you even mentioned yeah. you, you like look at this in terms of like Bollywood. Like it's not supposed to be realistic in a way. Let me go next. I know you said that before. Let me go. But but I was like, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and then we'll go back to me. Go ahead. Okay. The the situation is that he is dead. I know that's your theory. Yeah. The first right. you know, the movie only works if he's dead. And that's because the opening line, Lawrence Fish, the first thing that is said on screen is Lawrence Fishburne. And Lawrence Fishburne is quoting directly from Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Read Dante's Inferno. That's exactly what he says. And Dante's Inferno is, a, is the story of a soul being shown through the seven circles of hell in order to find peace. The only way that John Wick 4 works as a motion picture with any sort of reality is if that's what's happening with John Wick. 
John Wick was killed in number three. And this is the story of him being brought. And if you count the number of major fight scenes, I believe there are seven. Yeah. Yeah. This is the seven circles of hell. And what does he find at the end? Spoiler alert. Peace. Right. And he dies. That's which is the a, only way this works at all. Which is an amazing theory. An amazing theory. And you yeah, blew my mind. You blew my mind when you said that way back in the day. It's but, it can't be a theory. That right. is the opening quote from Dante's Inferno that Lawrence right. Fishburne says. Right. But and it's up to the viewer. Him. It's up to the viewer if they want to go with that theory or not. <laughs> so uh, before I heard your theory and you blew my mind later, Rick, yeah. I went into this. I'm like, okay, they're embracing the absurdity. They're cranking it up to 11, spinal tap style. We're cranking it all the way up to 11. We're embracing the absurdity. It's over the top. All right. I had issues with it at the end of three. I'm going to embrace it now. I'm going to no go blood, in. No cops. Yeah, I'm going to go in with arms open and see if the movie entertains me. Now, my excitement level built. There was a lot of hype because, you know, Marco Zorro was announced. I was already like, oh, this is awesome. Then Scott Atkins. What was going on? Then Henry Sonata. Oh, my God. Then Donnie in, all right, I'm losing it now. All right. I'm, I'm like, but my expectations are so high. Here's the thing this is just my own personal experience. All right. Everyone's different here. I'm pretty sure everyone will be the opposite of me. I, this exceeded my expectations. I did not think Marco Zawar was going to be in the movie that, that, that much at all. I thought he was just going to have one fight and die. The more I saw Marco Zawar throughout the movie, the bigger my smile got. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. Oh, he's not, he's not dead. He's coming back for some more at the end. I absolutely loved it. Did I want the fight with Donnie Yen versus Henry Sonata to be longer? Of course. But I still thought it was an awesome fight. Scott Atkins, I literally thought that was his only scene. He was just going to be there and go, hey, 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 hey. I thought, I did not know he was going to have a fight scene. So for me personally, this was like, I was like, man, I'm really enjoying this. I was not expecting this at all. The the over-the-head action one-take shot shootout was fucking mind-blowing. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that in action movie history. And it's just insane. It's insane. Now, here's the thing. Did the movie feel long to me? No. Do I agree with its flaws? Sure. Could this movie have been two films? Of course. Is the ending sloppy? Yes, because the director did test screenings and the audience originally hated the ending. So that's why the ending is the way it is. It's sloppy. It is sloppy. Uh, I would have preferred that, yes, John Wick is dead. This is the perfect way to end it. Let's end it. Now I'm hearing other things that he's not dead. So now that kind of taints John Wick 4's ending now. And again, I, I, I understand the criticisms. I get it. But for me personally... I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie, man. I loved it. I absolutely loved it, you know. And uh, that's, it's my favorite John Wick movie out of all four. That's right. I said it. I said it. And watch my John Wick 4 ranked video in our review. We have a lot of special guests. You'll be surprised. It's a very interesting ranking. Everyone we won't gets. be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not everyone loves John Wick 4. I get the hate. I get it. There's some people in the comments right here said they started it. They couldn't finish it. I totally understand. I, I totally understand the the opening action sequence in Japan. Easy, it's so phenomenal. It easily could have been the an ending finale for any action movie. But I get it. They they the movie should have been two films. Should have been a part one, the part two. I believe it would have flowed a lot better. But anyway, that's my personal preference. I had the honor of interviewing Marcus Zawar here on the channel. 
please watch that interview. You get to hear his behind the scenes creation, the hard work, the insane stunt work. These guys put their bodies on the line for this movie, which we have to respect whether you like the movie or not. You got to respect the stunt team and what they were able to do. Let's be and, clear about this. Nobody's not going to like this movie. Oh, there's sure. people in chat that they hate it. They, they well, hate it. Don't listen to chat. <laughs> <laughs> they're the public, Rick. They're, they're the public. No, they're the haters of the public. Nobody on this screen, I bet you, okay. dislike the movie. It's just okay. a matter of whether they liked it better or worse for whatever reason. Okay. Like All I right. said, this is the only way this works for me is an, as an action fantasy or an action musical. Gotcha. And gotcha. as an action musical, it's awesome. Yeah. And I'm not going to hate on it. I'm just I'll gonna, take it as an action fantasy. I'll that's take what it. it is. I'll, I'll take it. See, now, you can take it. Now, after I watch this movie like 10 times, will I feel the same about the film after that? I've only seen you. it twice. I've only seen it twice. We'll see how Samurai Guys feels about it. But anyway, and Rick, you had the honor to uh, you know uh, interview Marco at Comic-Con. Yeah. Well, well not only, you know, we had Marco at Comic-Con yeah. and Scott Atkins. Yeah. I've met Donnie and mm -hmm. I've, I was on the Rick's set of everyone. this. I was on the set of John Wick Four, when in New York when they were filming the scenes in yeah. Grand Central Station. Right. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, this, this is what it is, and as such, I don't. I'm not going to see it again, because again, I, I wanted. I want every single one of the major fight scenes to be released as a as a music video, <laughs> because that's the way. Yeah. And you know, they're completely. They don't have any basis in any sort of. Oh yeah, ex absolutely. Uh, Shin Batman. I'm I'm trying to find out actually originally because Donnie Yen was in it. The part that that part that Scott plays in the movie was supposed yeah. to be Sammo. Oh. But Sammo couldn't or wouldn't do it for whatever reason. So that would have been, that been awesome too. Yeah. And put the fat suit right. on it. So I love the movie. I recognize its flaws. I still love it. Eric John Wick Four. Yeah, it's everyone watching. Smash that like button. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I thought I'd be in the minority on this one, but I agree with almost everything you said. Oh, man. shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. This is what yep. Versus is all about, baby. You don't no, know what baby. you're going to get, baby. You don't know. I'm telling you right now, this vote's going to be closer than people think. So oh, I'm telling shit. you right now, let's go. Oh, shit. So going into this one, again, this, you know, I would say more like the, the star power got me hyped up for this. I mean, with all these guys, like, I mean, just watching Keanu just fight Donnie, it just does something for me, you know? And I like I like Bill Skarsgård and stuff. And I thought his, you know, in this movie, he really kind of, he chews the scenery in this, you know? And he, with his accent and everything, I just, there's something about, I like, I tend to like the John Wick movies that have like the the, the suave villains, like parts, you know, two and four. You know, you have the suave dudes who are like real uppity and, you know, up their own rear ends or whatever. I love dudes like that as villains. And then, you know, I would have to say, you know, I'm a big, I'm just a guy who just hold my attention and entertain me. And this movie just does it, you know, consistently, consistently. I think that, uh, you know, the, the cinematography and the lighting in these movies has is, is always been real solid. I think this one almost takes the cake. I mean, some of the sets they shot in and locales and stuff, it's just ridiculous. So it has a lot of eye candy to it, which I like. And, you know, the action is so, there's so much of it that, you know, like, like you say, Samurai Guy, like, you know, it scratches the itch, you know what I mean? It does. Yeah. So when you're done with the movie, it is, this movie is a little bit, 
a little bit on the exhausting side, but I, I just enjoy watching every, every action set piece. And I do think they end probably with the best series. You know, it's like a multi-tiered finale, right? Where it goes, goes, and then it goes again, and it goes again, and you're just kind of wondering, like, when is this going to end? <laughs> but you're, but you're, at the same time, I'm like, I hope it doesn't, kind of. You know, I want to see how far this goes. And I will say that I do enjoy the side characters in this one. Maybe, uh, you know, I would say that something like that tracker guy, you know, mm-hmm. who I, I'm not that even familiar with the actor. I think it's Shamir Anderson. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really go in with the star power expectation for him, but I, I liked him by the end of the movie. He was pretty yeah. cool. And uh, even somebody like Rina Sawayama, I thought, came off all right in this. You know, she was pretty good as well. And I do like the rope-a-dope they did at the end, Little Twist, where uh, Ian McShane gets his last one-liner in to Skarsgård before he gets shot in the head. I did like that scene, too. So, you know, it's just it's a movie that has a lot of the things that I like. Despite, I'm a runtime snob, and I really didn't have a problem with the long runtimes of either one of these movies. So... I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. The action is great, and I, I, I think I enjoy this probably the most out of all the John Wick movies. <laughs> and, like, don't forget about the whole Robodome thing. You, could, you can bring that back to the dog eventually getting, <laughs> getting to Marco. <laughs> they had this back and forth, him and the dog, and the dog eventually gets him at the end. Uh, but, yeah, right in the beginning, man, like when this – as soon as this fight kicked off and Marco started moving – I was already losing it. I was like, oh, my God, Marcos Aurora is fighting Henry Sonata right now. This is happening. Like, it's it's crazy. But anyway, I already talked. I already said my piece. Alex. Why did you put me and Eric and you all at the top? Of the top <laughs> row? Is, is this destiny? <laughs> no. Okay, okay I, I will um, – you know, that when we were talking about the Raid 2, I felt like I was parroting a lot of what people were saying. Uh, yeah. For this, I'm going to try not to yell because I'm going to get a little passionate. Okay. Um, so the first three John Wick movies I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I like the Raid 1 and 2 more. But mm-hmm. as American-made action movies, again, I sound like a freaking snob. But, you know, I, I enjoyed them for what they were, but I wasn't blown away. Um, so I went into the fourth one kind of almost like uh, in, in like. Like it was a routine. I was like, oh, another John Wick movie's in theaters. I got to go see on the big screen, enjoy the action, appreciate what the stunt team did, and maybe talk to people about it. I was sucker punched with like the most like uh, indulgent, <laughs> extreme, you know, and you know that I love that kind of stuff. I wasn't, it, it exceeded my expectations. To be fair, my expectations weren't that high, but I just wasn't expecting the fourth John Wick movie to freaking satisfy you know uh, my action craving as much as it did i think because i don't think i see a lot of american hollywood mainstream movies go for it the way that i think you mm-hmm. said the best they just said fuck it which i yep. think is the right thing to, it's the fourth movie yeah. you know when you think fuck of it. fourth movies it's it's a what, what are you gonna do are you gonna try to like maintain what you did in the first one you know after the third one especially it's like what else what else can you do and they're just like fuck it let's just Let's just go nuts and and who cares about logic because we've already abandoned it at some point in the series, you know. Uh, and I and I will agree with everyone on like there are a lot of issues, but that's even if you call them issues. Whether you go with you know Rick's theory or or just you know you won't, you go for just shutting your brain off. A lot of things you know it's a hyper reality. I, I look at it as a hyper reality. Um, it's and, and yeah, and 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 it works though because I'm I'm here for the action. 
I think the characters are great. I think the world building is great. I think it's a really neat series and a really neat lore that they've established. But I'm here for the fucking... And also, the other thing is the, the, the stacked cast. You know, like uh, Marcus Aurora, Donnie Yen, Scott Atkins. Uh, like you, uh, Samurai, I, I wasn't expecting to see them as much as I did. I thought they would, they would just be glorified cameos. Mm-hmm. Like, these are action guys. Look at their faces. But no, they give them sh- they gave them shit to do and, and they paired a bunch of them like they paired a bunch of them off and you know so i i really <laughs> I, I i loved just how every action scene okay so the osaka scene is almost half an hour of the movie mm-hmm. uh, it's just this and that it feels like a it feels like the finale of a movie but it's not and then halfway through you've got the club scene and uh which actually reminds me yeah the cinematography for this is gorgeous especially during the club fight scenes, scenes plural, because there's like multiple stages of, of the fight and there's multiple people there. You know, you've got a uh, Donnie fighting, you've got tracker fighting. It's, 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 it's absurd. And uh, you know, the finale, I think the movie's three hours and the finale starts at around two hours in. <laughs> so you've got like a whole like 50 to 60 minutes of nonstop action. And it's not just, I know I keep, kind of repeating how indulgent and excessive it is but i love it for that like you've got the the gun fights the car fights and people fights like you know freaking you know and and then the, the shout dragons. out to the shout out to the warriors we had a whole bunch of warriors oh, oh yeah that was am- i'm like i like movie you're killing me with i'm like you're, you're killing me here like it's, i can't smile anymore but yeah go ahead it's such a heavy-handed reference but I love it probably because I feel like the Warriors to this day is still kind of underappreciated. So that was cool to see, you know, in the year 2023. Yeah, in the year 2023 yeah. on the big screen. I'm like, is this is this happening? Um, and, you know, the, the Dragon's Breath scene where the camera goes up, you know, and they do that kind of Hong Kong massacre style scene. And uh, amazing, you know, like wonders to this at this point have been done to death. But I really thought this was well executed. And the cherry on top for me was they brought back the 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 club music from the first movie um, by La Castlevania. And I was like, I love when music comes back. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen very often. So I was like, that really pumped me up to hear that track again, because that's one of the my favorite uh, action scenes in the first one. So it was a nice kind of full circle thing. And then you have the fucking staircase scene. Um <laughs> Where, where at the end of it, you know, you've got this great moment that I think everyone in the audience felt when he gets kicked all the way back down. You're just like, oh, right. And then, you know, the filmmakers are like, you like that staircase action scene? Let's do it again with Donnie Yen. <laughs> I never see movies do that. You know, where you, where you rewind and like, let's watch that again. They do it for you. You get an extra action. So it really is like a fuck it. Like, let's just... There are no limits, and and uh, I think it was just the, it was the right call for me because otherwise I think I would have just been like eh, you know they would have they would have had to do something like that to really to really blow me away, but still you know uh, to compare it to the raid two or to kind of bring up an old point again, it's a different style, but um, the you know the the fight scenes they are it it is a particular style you know especially with Keanu and his age and just. Um, it's 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 funny because it's meant to be kind of realistic, but also not in in terms of like the hand to hand stuff. You know, yeah. you you got people acting kind of tired and slow and exhausted, and things get sloppy. It's not this precise, also hyper reality of a lot of eighties Hong Kong where people are fighting with unlimited cardio with perfect technique, and you know, 
people block things perfectly and, and fights go on longer than they would in life. So it's also hyper reality, but a different kind of hyper reality. I think if me and a bunch of martial arts action junkies got together into a room, you know, and really critiqued it, uh, there's a lot to pick apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I will say that, John, especially comparing it to The Raid 2, John Wick 4, much bigger budget. It's a ho- big Hollywood movie. It's a big machine that moves very slow. And even when you have people like Chad, you know, at the helm directing, it's still like a big set. And no matter how good the stunt team is and how good the action design is, there's a lot of, this is starting to sound like an industry rant, but it's a lot of broken telephone and, you know, you, it's not going to be as precise, you know, uh, as like Samo and, uh, and a room full of people, you know, all wearing different hats. You know, there are certain sequences, uh, even on my first viewing at the theater, I saw like some of the stunt guys in the background, some of them missed their cue or some of them were a little yeah. too, too slow or too fast. Yeah. As nothing against the stunt guy. And look, I've been one of them, okay? I'm not going to tell you which shows, so you can go look it up. But I've been that guy who's just like, oh, I missed my mark, and it's forever immortalized on film. I'll tell you. So. I'll tell you guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, oh, it's, no. it's those yeah. errors are there, and, and you know, they're just doing their best. And sometimes you know, they don't know which take the editor is going to choose. Right. So right, it's, right. it's hard to, to really uh, get that perfection when you're making a movie at that scale. So you have to appreciate the, the, the scale of the stunts and the scale of the action scenes and just yeah. kind of the ambition of it. And it was super entertaining. And yeah, like Eric right. said, never a dull moment. Copy that. All right. Johnny. I will serve. Honest, honest, honest thoughts. I will be of service. Um, <laughs> let me say every, a couple of things. Every, all thoughts are welcome. <laughs> I'll say a couple of things first to give myself a John Wick bulletproof suit because I'm going to make myself a bit unpopular I think with what's to come it was absolutely my favourite American movie of last year Oh, I love the franchise as a whole All right. it's not my favourite John Wick film Okay, um, it works for me less than I still think part 3 is a, maybe a better movie overall it has some of the best individual little sequences in it that we maybe have seen in the franchise so i love the the cast that they brought together i love the osaka sequence love seeing donnie yen going up against haruki sanada um i love the the dragon's breath scene but it feels like a montage of really great scenes rather than a completely effectively flowing movie as well as part three for me i still think part three is probably the best film though part one's probably still my favorite one, three, two, and four, and about an equal, yeah. equal thing, which is I know I'm not a popular opinion, but I think it was the first time that I felt the studio's presence starting to creep mm. in, saying, okay. "Make it, make it bigger, keep it going, make it bigger, keep it going." We're we got to get we got to work around to John Wick Five, and mm. I think maybe my perspective of it's also been a bit soured by how fucking shit the Continental was. Where I was so all in and so invested in this uh, this underworld, I love these phantom rooms filled with beautiful girls with tattoos working yeah. old switchboards. Love all that shit, but um, I felt I was hoping for a little bit more that we'd kind of get in terms of the world beneath the world. And there's a couple of bits of casting that I hated in John Wick for. Did not like the person playing his sister in Berlin at all. Um, I kind of that fell very short. I do think it's Scott Adkins' best acting performance that we've seen out. Not his best martial arts performance, but I, I loved everything that he did with that. But he's amazing. Oh. 
And I thought it's the most fun that we've seen Donnie Yen have in a movie for a long time. And yeah. it's all in for that too. Especially in the States, especially an American movie. Okay, yeah. yeah. And like I say, easily yeah. head and shoulders above any other American action movie that I saw last year. But for me, compared to some of the other ones, just didn't quite get to the same thrill that I got out of three. And not surprising that one of my favorite parts at the end of three was the fact that we got the guys from the raid and and Dacascus. So yeah. I think three I felt built to a really great crescendo and that whole I don't want to turn this into a talk about three, but all the Halle Berry stuff for the dogs in three, building into the kind of storming of the Continental in New York, which I thought was maybe as good in some ways as the Osaka sequence. It kind of it hit a little bit harder for me in terms of the lights off going through halfway. I thought it was a better sequence. And building up to that kind of crazy upper level fight against the Raid Boys and then Dacascus, I felt was a, maybe a slightly better conclusion to that movie than we kind of got here where it was maybe just a bit front heavy so Asaka was so good that it was very hard for them to kind of try and get to that level in the third act though the Dragon's Breath sequence is maybe the best sequence that John Wick has done as a franchise I think. All right, Well said copy that. Billy Yeah just to jump off a little bit what Alex and Johnny are both saying like talking about the, the sort of studio nature of it uh, I think my expectations were, were, you know, middling because I knew it was, you know, fourth installment of a major franchise. Like, how good is it going to be? You know, like how watered down. And then the runtime came out. It was like 240 or something. And uh, I was like, oh, all right, it's going to be really watered down. It's going to be really slow, whatever. Um, and then from the beginning, it's literally like the first shot. Well, after the after the little cold open with Lawrence Fishburne, the first shot is that sun, you know, and them riding on the horses. And I remember going like, God, this is a beautiful shot. This is going on a long time. Wow, they're really milking this. <laughs> and then I like I could tell right from that first scene, like, all right, they're just gonna they're just going for they're gonna give you everything. And um I loved it. <laughs> like, I think I think everyone is surprised <laughs> at how much we all liked it. But um, yeah, I thought I was going to be in the minority there. But I, I really like was smiling ear to ear the whole time because I expected that, you know, big studio movie is going to it's just not going to be cohesive and it's not going to it's not going to work. It's just going to be too much. It's going to get crushed under its own weight. But I liked that the excesses that they had like when all the fight scenes would go on a little too long it was still they were throwing all of the creativity at you you know like in the osaka scene when you you've seen a million people die already but then uh it, it's um is the daughter fighting the huge guy you know you have that one-on-one -on -one fight and she kills him by climbing up his body like a mountain and i was like god that's cool you know like that and that's what i felt like it kept giving these these really clever little fights that I shouldn't say little fights, these really clever fights that were just nonstop. Um, and so I was just like, I had a blast the whole time. And, uh, you know, the, the same as in the raid too, like all the fights after the first time I watched it, I, I remembered so many of the awesome kills or like the awesome moves, awesome moments. Um, and you know, the theater that I was in, I was surprised to see how much people were laughing. And like the humor and the comedy and all yes, like yes. I think that's that's a, a big part of it for me was like 
the the part I'm thinking of uh, is him spinning around in the car and just shooting all the guys in the car as he's doing this. That's the one. That is so goddamn funny and <laughs> awesome at the same time. Like, and so cool. And you know, he's really driving that car around. And um, yeah, I was I was excited and relieved and sort of thrilled to see that this the the crazy budgets and the crazy like talent and everything was being used to a maximum and um yeah i mean as far as criticisms there are there are a few that i had like i could tell i walked out of that movie being like i loved it i don't even care um and people would be like wow it's so long yeah i don't really care though i had fun the whole time i was never bored and um supposed to be longer marco said there's a longer version that's hilarious (laughs) yeah (laughs) we did a hashtag release the the longer version yeah you know we kind of put it out there but Oh my god, that's so up the Chad. Yeah, but uh, like I was, I was like the creativity of the action scenes to just the the vision of each of the performances. Like I just, I was just really impressed, and and I was impressed to see such a big uh, movie be so clever. Like that, you know. However, that conversation happened between like Stahelski and the studio. That I, I feel it had to be Stahelski going like, trust me. Trust me, this is going to be cool. Like for reasons you don't understand, this will be cool. <laughs> I have to think that's how it went. Um, yeah, man. Like there were there were some fight scenes. Every time I would feel like things were going on a little too long. Specifically, like when um, the nunchucks came out, like it starts to like mm, this is about to get too long, and then he does some crazy like baseball swing with the thing that just got an uproarious laugh in the theater. Um, so it was just a blast. Like I, I had a lot of fun watching it and it's super indulgent. And so, like, I do feel like it was, everyone just had, um, everyone had the best time and threw every idea out there and it worked. I, I don't know. I feel like it really worked. Um, I wasn't familiar with, um, sorry, what is it? Oh, Marcos Rohr. I, I didn't know who he was. And so he came out in that first Osaka scene. And when he started fighting, I was like, oh, man, this guy, I, I hope Dude. he sticks around the whole movie. And then yeah. he was the main villain. Yeah. Or one of the main villains. Main minion. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, yeah, when he got kicked down those stairs, I remember I was with my wife and we were like, oh, hey, we climbed those steps. Cool. And then <laughs> I realized there's going to be a fight scene up those steps. Oh, awesome. But I remembered how exhausting it was to walk up the to walk with no one trying to kill me up those steps. <laughs> and then to have him kicked all the way down, it is the least realistic thing in the world, but it was but it was so incredibly funny and so just devastating. And then Donnie N joins him and hell yeah, it's awesome again. Um yeah, man. That was so my, my I loved it. And um I think the fact that I didn't expect to love it really pushed my love for it even higher. All right, but I do well love said. the I do love the theory that he's dead because that makes a lot of sense because yeah, uh, like everyone you, you view it as it's fantasy. I mean, it just is fantasy. It exists in its own world, and um, yeah, that makes it so much more fun. Yeah, exactly. Rick, I don't know if you heard uh, Johnny when you got up, but uh, he said the Continental sucked. <laughs> oh, actually, I was going to say that too. So I got I got to go to like the premiere of the the show, and they screened the first episode in like the Chinese theater, uh-huh. and it was really fancy, and you get to walk like into the Continental. 
and I, I don't know. I think I was next to somebody who like worked on it because they were super amped and I only talked to her for a minute, but it started and pretty quickly you kind of realize like, oh, this is not going to be great. <laughs> it just gets messy and droll. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of had to slink down in my seat. I'm like, oh, don't, please don't ask me any questions after it's done. And so it, it ended and I was like, I got to get out of here. And I just ran. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it was. A I still haven't bothered to watch it yet because I was interested to watch it, and then after what Rick's review of it, and then totally. I, I kept seeing everyone else's like comments and reviews. It just kept going. It was nothing positive. Yeah, uh, and, and it has like, me really worried for the ballerina because Korea already released an incredible movie called The Ballerina. <laughs> nothing to do with John Wick, but right, right. The ballerina has big shoes to fill. Even just matching something else with the same title, I'm really worried about how that's going to go. But we'll see. Hey, Johnny. Versus, baby, let's do it. Both ballerina movies, <laughs> dude. Ballerina fight. Let's go, baby. And, uh, yeah, let's do it. Versus episode coming soon. Mm -hmm. Well said, well said, Billy. All right, Owen. Uh, I have a confession to make. The Continental was actually my idea, and I have the audio to prove it. I interviewed <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Chad Sahelski just after the first movie came out, and I said to them, I said, look, why don't you do a TV show? You call it The Continental, and you tell it uh, each episode is about each of the different assassins, and then you do this invention, and then maybe Keanu Reeves shows up as like a, a guest. Uh, and like, that's a great idea. Let's not do that, but let's do a shitty prequel instead. Like, okay. <laughs> Which, and have a guy who doesn't look or sound anything like Ian McShane play the main character. And I'm like, what? Wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, where's my paycheck for a start? Where, where's my, where's my idea? <laughs> Exactly. Well, welcome right. to Hollywood, man. Yeah. It was my, my first and last trip into Hollywood, yeah. Should but uh, anyway, so I apologize for it. It's yeah. my fault. I'm sorry. It's all good, man. <laughs> hey, they didn't follow your blueprint. so No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I, I do love this movie. I think it's um, probably controversial maybe but i think it's the most beautiful looking action movie i've ever seen i just think you could do a screenshot of it and hang it up in your wall uh, i mean there's just the the colors are so vibrant and it just it looks and feels sort of unlike anything really you've seen before apart from you know, john wick movies um it's that whole hyper reality to it um i do agree with johnny because i got my fellow scots back here but uh it's not my favorite uh, the first one is still my favorite because a it's shorter and there's just more of a, a sense of threat to it this one is just like pure video game where he just knocks down like waves and waves of, of villains and everything but you know that's the the selling point of it it's just a lot of fun mm -hmm. unlike everybody else i hate the stair scene because I, I i the second time i didn't mind it so much but the first time i was in the theater and <laughs> it was quiet in the cinema and he fell down the stairs now and Oh fuck off! <laughs> I need the toilet. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> I'm in my forties. I can't do this anymore. So, um, I, I, I'm a ninety-minute action movie guy. I, I'm like, I, you should be able to tell your story in like ninety to hundred minutes, and, and it goes longer than that. I'm like, eh. um, but for some reason, I didn't have that issue with the raid too. Uh, I thought that just seemed to, to flow better. But th this one, uh, I, I was glad when it was over. But I still enjoyed the majority of it like i love seeing the cast i thought the the john wick movies ended up becoming everything the expendables movies should have been because i always thought the expendables were a great concept but never really played out in reality what we really wanted but having like donnie yen scott adkins marcos roar and keanu reeves all in a movie all kicking ass on screen i was like this is great this is the best expendables movie we'll never see so it has its flaws uh you know it's too long but there's so many great action scenes the dragon's breath scene is awesome uh i i do love keanu reeves as john wick uh he oh, doesn't yeah. say much but you know it's keanu you just have to love him um yeah, uh, yeah. 
And uh, actually, whenever I interviewed him, he actually walked into the hotel room and he was dressed in the John Wick suit. So he was just like, totally like him. I was like, okay, don't fan girl, don't fan girl. He's like, it's fine, this is totally fine. <laughs> so that was awesome. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I do think this is a little too long, but I do enjoy it. Gorgeous looking, love the cast and the action scenes. So um, yeah, that's all I'll say for now. All right, all right. All right, so now, uh, first of all, I get, to, I get to comment on each of your stuff. First of all, um, do you know about the uh, website called Run P? R U N P E E. It is. Uh, it's a site where you can go. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they yeah, will yeah, tell yeah. you where to go to the bathroom without missing the clock. I got. A, I got. I got the favorites definitely. And if you thought you, you said you're forty years old, I'm forty six uh, next month. Okay. Well, wait thirty years. So imagine my situation. So I already had all the moments. You know, I was sitting with my friends, and the moment where the run P told me to go, which was in the middle of the movie, I said. Klaus. They said, "Listen for the quote. Listen for the quote. Listen for the quote." And then they said, "I said the word, and I got up and I ran and went." And P, you know, that way I was able to see the whole thing. But be that as it may, as a a person who is now, you know, action, and we're, I st I've been doing the action film autopsy for years now as a podcast and as a now a show on that Fat Samurai Guys channel. We're doing another one. We're doing it on the thirty first, right, for January. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. So we're going to do another one for there. Um, I love action movies and I knew I was in the right place because everybody involved in this movie clearly loved action movies. This is a labor of action movie love. That's what this is. However, the, it's, it's not a flaw. I had to admit the only way I could enjoy this to it was to admit that it was a uh, action musical comedy fantasy. It's not an action drama. It is not an action. It's not a fight film. It is a fight film, but it's a musical fight film. I mean, I go to, I love musicals. And when I go to a musical, I need to suspend my disbelief the same way I needed to sus suspend it here. Because this had nothing to do with any sort of identifiable reality. There are no cops in this world. There's no blood in this world. You know, people take abuse that even video game characters would go, come on. <laughs> so it had to be. A, but the, again, when I see a musical and they start to sing and dance, I don't go, hey, what's going on? So it's the same thing here. When this thing, these were little music videos, long music videos, and they were beautifully choreographed and everybody did a great job. Uh, including Keanu. Keanu threw himself into this. And by the way, I wanted to say to all of you, you should check your temperatures when you finish this because you all seem to have the versus virus. And the versus viruses, if I had a nickel for every time Fat ever said, oh, everybody will disagree with me about this. <laughs> I could all bring you out to McDonald's and we can have whatever we want. Because all of you are saying that, oh, I'm going to say something and I know that people won't like. No, you got the virus. You got the virus. You got the versus virus. Versus virus. <laughs> so, you know, these are not fight scenes. These are dance scenes. And as dance scenes, it's magnificent. I mean, I was in fight scene heaven, except we got to a point, basically the third time the Keanu is thrown down the stairs, I sort of went, all right, 
all right, I know you're all getting tired. I would not be surprised if you shot this in sequence because it's the same thing from the last movie when the two guys from the raid showed up and Keanu and John Wick wins against them. I would love to know how many times they took the shot of the of the raid characters reacting to losing to him because they could never get them to believably, you know, there's a shot of these guys after uh, Wick <laughs> defeats them and they're like, well, <laughs> no, no, no. And they couldn't get them not to do that. Just do a freeze frame of their faces. And that's the way I was beginning to felt by the time, the third time. But thankfully, when he finally dies at the end, I went, okay, it is what I thought it was. It's the seven circles of hell. And now, by the way, because I got all my inside guys talking, the reason that John, if John Wick comes back, it's not because of Keanu. It's because of Lionsgate. Mm. John Wick, Keanu, and the guys designed this to give Keanu a break. Because you can see from the finale that the next movie was going to be about the blind swordsman. It was all going to be, and, and Keanu would have, you know, had been in flashbacks or whatever, or there would have been, you know, whatever. But Keanu would have been not been in it. And then, and then also with the Continental and with Ballerina, it was a, it allowed Keanu to do other things. Because Keanu is an incredibly creative, smart guy. So we'll see if John Wick comes back. Okay. Not. It'll be okay. up to Keanu, not up to Lionsgate. Lionsgate wants them to come back, but that's because they're being cheap ass about it. So anyway, so that's the situation. Now I want to hear your votes, and I want right. to hear how much of the virus comes out now. <laughs> All right, Everybody so will before... disagree with me. They'll be shocked by this decision. <laughs> There's no way to be shocked by this decision. Both of these movies are great. That's the one bad thing about this versus. Whichever wins, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Because they're exactly. completely different movies, but they're the best right. of their type. Yes. All right, well, before we vote... We have some special oh, guest that's voters. Right. That's, right. that's right. We have to uh, get that going. Let me remove this banner here. And up first, all right, there he is. He's probably still watching right now. Shout out to DJ Anubis. Let's hear what he has to say. What up, everyone? DJ Anubis here with you from the Metal Time Radio podcast. Sorry I cannot be with you tonight. Uh, still getting over COVID that we got last week. Uh, so I've been having this annoying cough that comes up. So if it ends up happening here, I apologize. But I didn't want to go into our live thing tonight, coughing and hacking up and shit. So didn't want to be a distraction. So I'm going to try to get through this as quick as I can. Uh, for my pick for Versus, I am sadly, I'm going to miss out on it. But I did want to give my pick to uh, Samurai and the rest of you. So first things first, um, John Wick 4. I love the John Wick series. Great cast in John Wick 4. Um, certainly, I think it gets a little bit more praise than it should, mainly because of the cast. You know, you added Donnie Yen and Hayuka uh, uh, Sanada in there. So, like, it's cool to see these guys uh, interacting more in these films. Uh, then, of course, the other movie, uh, The Raid 2, uh, Iko Iwas, Yayan Rian, Csep Arif Rahman. Uh, two of those guys also appeared in John Wick 3, uh, coincidentally. Um, there's just a lot about both of these movies I do like, but I tend to like the first three John Wick films far more than the fourth one. 
I know blasphemy, blasphemy. Uh, but I'll say this. Uh, I wish there was a lot more of uh, Sonata's character involved in John Wick 4. I felt like he uh, went out too quickly. Uh, but as far as like the plots and the stories um, and, and it's also the choreography as well, like there's some things about John Wick 4 that I didn't really like too much in terms of uh, body armor. So it, it's kind of weird because now I feel like John Wick is starting to go into Fast and Furious territory where things are just getting a little bit crazy and stupid. Uh, so, and, and also, also when it gets to like the two hour mark, um, there's like this overlong bloated fight scene uh, inside, I think it's Italy or Rome and it's towards the end of the film. And so like, if they would cut out like about 30 minutes of that, it'd probably be better. Uh, there's just too much of it. You know, by the time I'm after about 10 minutes, I'm like tuned out until they get to the stairway and stuff like that. So, some things about John Wick 4 I just didn't care for as much as some of the other films in the in the series. Uh, whereas with Raid uh, 2, just as much as I liked Raid Redemption, uh, Raid 2 is very strong in story uh, presented. Masterful stunt work. Uh, <clears throat> two of my favorite characters, uh, the Batman and Hammer Time Girl. Uh, very cool characters. Uh, great fight scenes. And uh, my pick is the raid too. Thank you all. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And I'll be watching you all tonight. Peace. All right. Thank you, Anubis, for that. Next up, we have filmmaker, director, he knows his action from Keep Forward Productions, Matt Merritt. Let's do it. Hey, Movie Dojo Army. Uh, Matt from Keep Forward Productions. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, so Raid 2 versus John Wick 4. Um, the first question I asked myself when I left John Wick 4 was, is it better than the Raid 2? And the answer is, Raid 2 is the best action movie of all time, in my opinion. Um, John Wick 4, probably the best American choreography. Um, the first action scene could be a final in any movie. Probably be better than a lot of movies, actually. Uh, but... The Raid 2, I feel like the action has more diversity. All the characters ha stand out. And, uh, you know, I love the sound design. I love the brutality. Um, that prison fight, it just gets it gets bigger and better. Um, so my pick is the Raid 2. I love John Wick 4, but I felt like after that first action scene, it, it, everyone was, like, tired. And it's a lot of re repetition, a lot of throws. Um, so yeah, Raid 2. All right. Raid 2 is winning so far. Next up, filmmaker, writer, martial artist, stuntman himself, Kyle. Hey, Movie Dojo Army. Good to see you guys and all my Versus brothers. Good to see you and love you all. Sorry I couldn't be there. So when it comes to John Wick 4 or the Raid 2, boy, to keep it very simple, I honestly... John Wick should have only stayed with as number one, and John Wick 2 is basically like the Raid 2 with expanding the universe. And look what happened. And all I say is, my pick is the Raid 2, everybody. That There's no words about it. It works on its own. Didn't need to go further than that. And yeah, that's my pick. 
Kyle said, fuck the sequels. <laughs> he said, fuck all the sequels. <laughs> Copy that. A lot of people, John Wick, uh, the first one, like Owen, is their favorite. All right. Next up, you guys know him. The Master Remaster. The commentary. The Beast. The, the, the beast. beast. Yeah, the Beast. Frank Jang. Hello, Frank Jang here. The commentary Beast with my take on the Ray 2 versus John Wick 4. Um, I really love John Wick 4. I think it's a great entertainment. The three hours flash you know, went right by. Great cinematography, great action sequences. Uh, and Keanu Reeves, you know, kick ass. Uh, with that said, I do feel that, you know, I don't, I don't get the invulnerability of John Wick. The character until you know, pretty much later in the film, you know, by the time he got to the stairs. Whereas on the Ray Two, you know, the I think the first half, the first hour of the film was kind of slow with little action, but then you know, once the action gets started and then with the car crash, it was like really pretty much a non-stop forty-five minutes of mayhem, you know, with that car chase, car crash, and then followed with the hammer girl, the baseball bad boy, and of course that great fight in the wine cellar kitchen, and. I really like the fact that um, you know uh, we get this idea or we, we get this feeling that you know the character, the main character in the Ray Two, can can be killed at any moment, you know, because his opponents are so strong. Whereas I don't get that feeling from John Wick. He's like you know he, nothing can stop John Wick until maybe the very end. Um, and also, you know, the Ray Two I think uh, has a better editing for the fight scene, better action choreography, great rhythm, great editing. And you know, and and it just kind of grows, you know, especially in that last final fight in the, in the wine cellar, you know, it just gets more and more brutal as it goes on. So, for this versus episode, my vote goes to the raid two. Until next time, take care. Oh, yeah. it's a slaughter here. It's a slaughter. So far, it's a slaughter. He filmed that after his surgery. That that's dedication. Oh well, thank you, Frank. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You saw him. A, hold, you can see him holding his his uh, bandage. Hmm. Oh, oh! I thought he had like a mic here or something. No, know. no. Well, shout out to Frank. He's a legend. And speaking yeah. of legends, next up we have filmmaker, writer, martial artist, stuntman. He's done it all. Uh, make sure you guys check out his amazing uh, documentary about Bruce Lee's The Big Boss. It's fantastic. But Matt Rutledge, who couldn't be with us here tonight, he'll be on the next one. Uh, but let's hear what, what what did Matt pick? Hi, my name's Matt Rutledge. Greetings from the UK. Wow, what a challenge I've got here to pick between two amazing martial arts action films. Both very different budget levels. Uh, obviously, John Wick being the higher of the two in terms of budget, but both equally as important in terms of martial arts cinema. The Raid 2, some just incredible action scenes, particularly the scene in the car where the cameras passed from car to car. I mean, there's just in incredible ingenuity and such a great idea. And then obviously on the flip side, you've got John Wick 4, which has some amazing one-take action sequences, particularly the Dragon's Breath shotgun scene, which for me was Absolutely incredible scene, a great idea. Um, just by a hair width, I'd say I'd go with John Wick 4. But to be honest, for me, they're very, very even in their own right. Great action movies in their own right. Um, both directors did absolutely amazing jobs with both movies. So congrats, guys. Holy shit, we got we got a win. We got we got we got one. We got one. Smell a comeback, baby. Here we no, go. We got one. We got a comeback. Oh my we'll goodness. See. All right. Now our turn now. Here. Yes, let us start with the fanatical one. Who are you picking? No, over what before you vote, just for this is for the new people watching 
and the new people that are here. You can vote for whatever reason, even if it's ridiculous. You could be a critic about it. You could be a critic about it. <laughs> or you could just be biased. Or you could just love fashion and you just pick John Wick 4 because you love the suits. It could be any reason. <laughs> All reasons, even ridiculous, even if they're ridiculous, are welcome here. So just remember that. All right. You don't have to be a critic about it. If you love it, you love the movie. If you're biased, you don't have to be right. You don't you don't have to be right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Even though we're fanatical, <laughs> who you got? Love them both has to be the raid, too. All right, all right, all right. Where are we at right now in scoring, Eric? Five to one, exactly. Okay. Oh, yep. oh, oh, Rick's oh, doing it too. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm awesome. also thinking awesome. keep each other five, to one. five to one so far for the raid, too. Billy, by a hair, John Wick four. Oh, shit. we got <laughs> another one. We got another one. Yeah. Was Don't Eric, be too biased. Was Eric, Come on, man. Was Eric right? Was Eric right? Did we smell a comeback? Owen. Uh, no, you do not. Because uh, I say. <laughs> <laughs> I say the, the, the raid two. I just prefer that there's just that the extra sense of threat to the violence and more tension to it. And it doesn't have that sort of video game feel to it. So. Uh, but beautiful film, John Wick 4, and a fitting finale. Please don't make John Wick 5. Um, and, uh, yeah, the I'll make it. I'll just make it about Donnie. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's there fine. you go. Yeah. yeah, well said. Alex. Um, I, well, <laughs> I feel I feel like, um, you know, these are two of the greatest action films in recent memory. Um, and I can't talk shit about either film because if you've seen my movie, these are the two franchises I borrowed the most from. It's very obvious. We love them uh, both, but it has to be a winner. Well, the thing the thing is, The Raid 2 did as much, if not more, with a way smaller budget. And if you took away all the action scenes, I'm more invested in that story. You know, the undercover story is always a very good and reliable one, whereas John Wick is just, he's just needs to kill everybody <laughs> um and even though i love the excess of the john wick you know uh action the raid 2 hits that perfect balance so as much as i love john wick 4 it only loses because the raid 2 is next to it so ah, that's my goal. yeah all right all right eric yeah, the Raid 2 is just the better overall film, so I'm voting for the Raid 2. Did you change your vote at the last minute, Eric? <laughs> no, no. I was, I was trying to play up the hype. <laughs> well done, well done. Well yeah, done. yeah. Rick? My turn? Well, you know, it's uh, it's between a, a work of art and a labor of love, and hmm. given that it's cinematic, I'm going to go with the work of art. I'm also doing Raid 2. All right. Well said, well said. We got chat here. It goes, no, ain't no comeback. Ray 2 gets his vote. <laughs> Ray 2 by 88 miles. I go with Ray 2. There we go. I enjoyed the scenes from, from John Wake 4. Well, I had an inkling. I knew. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a slaughter. Uh, but still, uh, I love John Wick 4, and I it's still my favorite as of right now in the franchise. Uh, but hey, what did I say earlier? You guys should this was a this was a this was a clue. This was a little clue Easter egg of my vote. What did I say earlier? I love you when they get the hooks and they rip it to the skin and rip it off. <laughs> Violence scratches the itch, baby. So come on. You know Samurai Guy was voting Ray too, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very well done. Hey, ho. this episode, what? 
Scratch the action itch, baby. Oh, yeah. This was a blast. Hey, Rick, we didn't go over two hours. I'm stunned. Usually, it's we're like two hours or over <laughs> versus too. episodes. Wow. Short and sweet. Uh, but this was an absolute blast. I love all of you guys watching right now. Hey, y'all know what you need to do. Check everybody's info in the description box below of this video. Follow all of these badasses right here. And one smartass. Follow all of them. That's right. Billy, thank you so much for <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Bone Cole. Yes. And uh, make sure you guys check out our Yin Yang series. Yeah. We review two films that are complete opposite. We have a lot of fun with those. Check that out. Fanatical One, what do you got coming up on your channel soon, son? More of the same. More reviews. More unboxings. Hopefully some more interviews. We might even be able to entice Rick to come in and chat around my uh, way at some point if he's willing. There you go. Kind of cool. Yeah. Any, anytime. Just say the word. I'm here. And, and make sure you guys check out Johnny's interview with Mark DeCascos himself. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Uh, uh, Kenji Tanagaki as well. More people yes. watch that. That's a, a yeah. great interview. I'm so stoked. Yeah. He's having me. Check it out. I'm still trying to get these guys. <laughs> but uh, Owen, Action Elite, baby. What we got yes. coming up? Uh, well, next Wednesday, we're doing a live stream. And this, this should be a fun one. And it is Does Die Another Day Deserve the Hate? And it's our first ever James Bond themed one. And this should be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, Oh, I got to see that one. That's a blast. That's a blast. Uh, Is it Alex? spoiler? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he doesn't die in the end. <laughs> oh, Ooh, we got a we got a we got a we got a defender here. Make sure you guys check out that episode oh, on yeah. Action Elite. Uh, Alex, you're you're torturing me. I've been seeing some teases for director's cuts of the contracts. What's going on with that? Uh, can't say too much about it, but okay. it's, uh, it's more of like a, a, like a Sylvester Stallone style director's cut where it's, it's actually shorter, not longer. Okay. Um, but, uh, I am, uh, working on my next features. That's right. Features plural. Yeah. Uh, expect more action and expect horror as well. Woo. That's right. That's what this channel here is all about. Action and horror. And Eric, you are on fire with the movie reviews, my friend. Uh, what's coming up soon? Yeah, I just uh, recently put up a review of a completely stupid Korean thriller that was also oddly entertaining <laughs> because of how stupid it was, called uh, Devils, I believe. So, yeah, Ooh. but I'm going to mix in more Asian horror stuff again and uh, Blu-ray nice. collection videos. Copy that. Copy. Oh, I see the game in the back there. I see Bad yeah. City. Oh, yeah. Eric knows his shit. That's why he's always here on the channel. That's right. And Samurai Guy, well, tomorrow uh, I have a special director. So I'm going to be interviewing for Michael Jai White's most recent film. So make sure you guys hang out with me tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time. But earlier, I forgot to mention this earlier, when Alex was talking about oneers, and he was talking about one take and you know, uh, movies and stuff like that and how it could get gimmicky and get out of hand. Well, join me Monday because I'm, I'm not holding back. I am going to destroy this movie Monday night. Oh, I put it this way. First half, this is fucking amazing. Second half, fuck this movie. So if you guys want to know what this is, and I did not want to hate this movie. I did not want to hate this movie. I couldn't wait. I did a trailer reaction to this. I was like, oh shit. This is I was right up my alley. I love this. I support the people that are in this movie. And me and my buddy Matt Merritt, we watched it together and we were like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> if you want to find out what that is, this coming monday 
you will see it scheduled and I will have special guests with me as well. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Stay tuned for the next episode of Versus. Subscribe. Get this channel to 30K, baby. Let's do it. We're almost there. And I uh, keep watching movies, keep supporting the action and martial arts genre. And I uh, will see all you beautiful movie-loving badasses on the next one. Take care, guys. See you there.